the gratitude pack starts with it's today is going to be a great day. Be thankful you don't already have everything you desire, because if you did, what would there be to look forward to? Be thankful when you don't know something for it gives you an opportunity to learn. Be thankful for the difficult times because during those times you grow. Be thankful for your limitations because they give you opportunities for improvement. Be thankful for each new challenge because it will build your strength and character. Be thankful for your mistakes. They will teach you valuable lessons. Be thankful when you're tired and weary because it means you made an effort. It's easy to be thankful for the good things. A life of rich fulfillment comes to those who are also thankful for the setbacks. Gratitude can turn a negative into a positive. Find a way to be thankful for your troubles and they become your blessings. So now what I do, I pause for a moment and I ask myself, what am I grateful for right now? I believe that love is all around us. Love is everything and everywhere. I am love, you are love, we are all love. In our divinity, in our soul, in the truest and simplest form of our being, we are pure, unconditional love. Love is the answer to everything. Every week in this podcast, we're talking to incredible and beautiful people who will be sharing their insights and perspectives to help you find more peace, to help you come from a place of love more often, to help encourage you to be kinder to yourself and others, to help you create more happiness in your life, to help you feel more oneness with others, and to help you connect to your higher self. My name is Justin Court. Together, we will help shift the collective consciousness of the planet to be more loving, kind, peaceful, happy, empathetic, understanding, and accepting. This can only be achieved together. It starts with each and every one of us. We are one, and it's time we start acting that way. I am so, so grateful that you're here. I love you, I support you, and I'm here for you. Let's together create more love in this world. Let's do this. My buddy Fred Cordobaum, aka Q, is one of the most positive people I've ever met. He's the director of men's basketball operations at Kansas University. But how he shows up and contributes is so much more than just that title, which he talks about during the episode. We've known each other for a year and a half and have never met in person. We were both invited on a weekly positivity video call back in March 2020, right after we went into lockdown. That call helped us both tremendously during that scary and very uncertain time. This episode is filled with practices and insights on how you can bring more gratitude and positivity into your daily life. My buddy Q, welcome to the podcast, man. Thanks for being here. Justin, I am honored. I'm excited. I'm engaged. I'm so happy to be a part of the Spread Love Movement podcast, brother. Thanks for having me, man. Of course, man. I mean, I get really excited about well, pretty much every, I mean, every single episode, uh, but really stoked. My, I mean, my energy is already up so much, man. Just, uh, you know, having, having the chance to chat with you for a few minutes before hopping on. Uh, so everybody, Q and me are, are buddies. We met uh, about a year and a half ago uh, through a mutual friend who started a mastermind. 
Uh, me and Q each joined that mastermind group, and then that's how we got to know each other. And uh, Q is just such a positive person. He's got such a beautiful soul. You're literally somebody, buddy, like who inspires me, just with your attitude and your demeanor and mindset and who you are. I'm literally grateful and honored just to know someone like you and, and have someone like you in my life, for real. Justin, I appreciate that. But the person you really probably want to thank is my mother. I, I think yes. it was uh, ingrained or instilled. It was inspired uh, through her personality, through her adversity, and how she approached you know, things that were challenges for her. And to witness that really has a lot to do with the type of individual and the type of human that I am today. Incredible, man, right? To, uh, to, to hear you be so humble and, and uh, to pass that over to your mom, it's like a really beautiful thing, right? Because really who we are is very indicative a lot of the times like of our parents and how we were raised and where we came from. So I never knew that about you. You know, I never knew that uh, you give a lot of that credit to your mother, which is, is just to hear something like that and know who you are, like, wow, she did an amazing job. And I have so much love for your mom. And like, I want to thank your mom for, for bringing someone like you into the world, for real. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. We actually had a conversation about that experience or about that space. And I, I'd be more than happy to share just to kind of back up for those that are listening, like what, 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 what was that, that moment like, or what were some of the details? And I'll be more than happy to share with you all. But, you know, my mom is a, is a uh, breast cancer survivor uh, and she was diagnosed probably in, I wanted, I believe it was 1979. And uh, it was the time just where, you know, basically staples are, are start from your shoulder all the way across your chest, your breast. And, you know, and, and when I'm talking about staples, I'm talking about the metal staples, like the, 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 the big thick ones. Yeah. And I'm at an age of probably around 13 years old, somewhere along, along that line. And, you know, at that time it wasn't called cancer. It was called the big C as she reminded me and to see her spirit and to see her outlook on this moment where at the time, you know, the, the, the survival rate of, of mastectomy back in the back in the mid late seventies, it was, it wasn't very high. Yeah. And to see her uh, fuel uh, hope and to fuel uh, just being grateful to still be here and to enjoy every second that really sat with me because here's a woman that's, you know, going through something that obviously, you know, those that have experienced it, you know, yes, they've continued to live on and my mother's one of them, but there are a lot of, of women that, that, you know, did not. And just to see how she approached it each and every day, and she continues to approach it. I love her, the things she does, the cancer walks, and she's very outspoken about, you know, uh, uh, getting getting checked and all those things. So I'm a huge supporter. And I just looked at that time in the space of here is a woman, my mother, going through a challenging time and to continue to stay upbeat, continue to serve others, 
continue to be grateful that she's here. It just resonated with me so much. So I, that was a moment in time that I said I would never forget as I continue to move forward with my life. Damn. What, honestly, like what an experience to have, to see your mom in that way and how she shined through and how she like kept it together. And like you said, continue to serve and continue to be the best version of herself. It's like, that's really what it is. Like, those are the examples that make us who we are. Those are the examples that like really affect us, right? It's like, I say this all the time, but it's setting the example. It's actually being that sort of a person, right? Not preaching it and saying it and acting in a different way. It's like for to go through something like that and be able to let her light shine and be the best version of herself for her son to be able to see her acting in that way is like one of the best gifts that you can you can receive, right? She's not hey, saying, hey, Q, you got to do it this way. This is how it's got to be done. She's literally showing you in her actions, going through something insanely difficult. And those are the things I feel like that really resonate with us and that really can create change and create difference. And then honestly, man, the person that you are, to know that that's a part of the story is like that right there is a perfect example of when we can act in those certain ways, the impact that they can truly make on another person. And that's just exactly who you are, man. The fact that you're, you're able to link your positivity and your mindset back to that story shows how powerful something like that actually is. Yes, no doubt. Yeah. I think so everybody, Q is a coach at Kansas University, Kansas basketball, one of the top programs in the country. So Q, in a moment, I definitely want to ask you, because I don't really know the full story of how exactly you went through your career and, and got this sort of a position, because to me, it's mind blowing because you are literally at the pinnacle and the peak of where you can be in, in the sports world. Uh, but before we jump into that, Q, if you can just let me and everybody know, uh, what is your job? What do you do um, at Kansas Basketball? Well, you mentioned, you mentioned a title that you know, we all have, you mentioned assistant basketball coach. Um, but what my, what my, what my job is every single day, Justin is three things. My expectations every day is to show up every single day that I come to work, that I come to learn, I come to grow and I come to be fully present. Number two is what I do is I take ownership. And what I mean by that is, is that I'm a caretaker. I'm a contributor. I have stock in Kansas basketball. So everything that I do on a consistent basis is contributing to making our program or assisting our program and having a handprint to make it be the best that it can possibly be. And the last thing I do is I want to create positive experiences for our student athletes. I want to better serve our student athletes. And doing that, that means having fun, adding value, be energized. So once they leave Kansas basketball, they can look back and go, you know what? I really had an unbelievable experience, whether it be one year or four years here and being a part of the Jayhawk family. So that's what I'm intentional about that I do every single day here at the University of Kansas. Q, I think I've said this to you before on like one of the calls or in a text. I am so grateful for those kids to have you as our coach. For real. It's like for them to have a figure like you in their lives at such a young age is so special. And to know that like those kids are like in your hands makes me just feel really such thanks. Uh, and just so good uh, for all those kids. And everybody, Q introduced this idea to me 
in terms of some, when somebody asks you like, what is your job or what is your title to not answer it as like your exact job title, but to give it who you actually are in that role. And I think it's so cool. I think that's something that we all should adopt more is not saying, Hey, you know, this is like, I'm an account executive or whatever it might be, or I'm a basketball coach. It's like, this is actually what I do each and every day. This is who I am all the time here. Because I think a lot of times we, we kind of fit into those roles, right? Right. We're like role playing and we just very much identify with the, the title that we've been given. But in reality, that's just a title. It's like who we are and how we show up is really, really what matters. And I thank you, man, for bringing that into my awareness because that is something that since you told me about that cue, I think about that literally, I'm not kidding, all the time. <laughs> and I worked well, it into my own life as well. Hey, hey Justin, but you know, it's, it, it's funny you bring that up because I, I remember the first time, maybe after our comment, maybe prior to our conversation, I remember I'm at the pool. Yeah. A gentleman who walked over towards me and he, he, said to me, hey, so uh, you're, you're a coach at the uh, Kansas. I said, yes. He goes, okay, uh, well, you know, so what do you do over there? So it was a defining moment for me because yeah. I really never intentionally said exactly those three things. It was more internally. Maybe I looked myself in the mirror. This is what I do. But I had an opportunity to share with conviction with this gentleman who wanted to know more about Kansas basketball and what I did. So after I told those three things, he kind of looked at me like I had three heads. <laughs> he goes, oh, okay, so, but yeah, but what do you do? And I had to explain it over to him. But it felt good to share that, to take ownership in what you do and to be uh, intentional about it, regardless if it's a stranger or if it's you or your your children or or even your your your, your team to, yes, this is what we do. This is what I do every single day. So from that day on, I became even more and more comfortable to go in different, um, you know, speaking uh, engagements in, in different in arenas, uh, rooms to talk about exactly what I do and what it means. I love that. And that is the exact story that you told when that, when that first came out. And I'm pretty sure we were on one of the calls and you shared that with everybody. And I thought that was just amazing. So Q, how did you get here, man? Just give us a little bit of the background story because to me, listening, that, that, that's all I'd want to know. I'm like, how did this guy get here? Being a coach at basketball, like how literally, what, like, what did that road look like? Um, so if you can just give us just a little bit of a background about that journey, maybe some of the ups and downs that, that got you to where you are today. Sure, Justin. And everyone wants instant gratification. Everyone wants to get to the pinnacle. So everyone says, when <laughs> I get calls or I get emails or anything like that, or just conversation, they always say, how do I get to, I want to be a coach at Kansas. Well, it took me 30 years or so, no, less than 30, probably about 20 plus years to get to the University of Kansas. I also had to be fired twice. Uh, you know, so you go through a lot of different adversity to get to the University of Kansas. It really started out when I wanted to get in coaching. I, I wrote letters at that time back in the late 80s, early 90s basically every college coach, every college coach in the program. And I was so excited, Justin, to go check the mail to see if there were any responses. Uh, hey, coach, we, Q, we love to have you. We love so much about you. You'll be a great addition to our program. You'll be a great mentor. You're a four-year student athlete at Fordham. We need more people like you. So I'm 
opening my mail and looking for all those type of responses. Unfortunately, we're dear Fred, I'm sorry, you do not have enough experience. Dear Fred, we do not have any spots on our staff right now. Dear Fred, I would suggest you work some camps and go to uh, lectures and things like that to improve your, uh, improve your profile. I mean, you're talking about a blow. You had 300 of those no's. And that's what fueled me, Justin. So I share with everybody out there that as you go through your journey, whatever it may be, mine was a college basketball coach, you're going to get more no's than yeses. That's just, that's just how life is. But it's how you respond to those no's. How do you keep fighting through and keep knocking down doors and keep chopping wood and keep carrying water to reach where you want to go? And that's what I decided to do in that defining moment of all those no's. And because of that, those no's, I had one school, the U.S. Naval Academy, uh, call me. There was a coaching change, Justin, and there was an opportunity for me to join their staff. Mind you, the Naval Academy is pretty much a military institution, which I was still excited about because I had a chance to coach. However, with that coaching uh, aspect, the fine point was, well, Fred, you have to join the Navy and you have to commit for three years. And the fourth year is optional, just in case you like it. You're talking about, wait, I just want to coach. I just want to get on the floor and X's and O's. Well, to make a long, to make a long story short, that was my first step into college coaching. I accepted that position. Not only did I have a chance to impact these midshipmen on the basketball floor, but I had an opportunity to become a U.S. Naval officer and to be able to serve our country for four years. That's how I got to the University of Kansas. Well, so I just really want, really want to point out, cute. Just thank you, man, for just being so honest, man. Fire twice, three hundred no's. Those are the important parts of the story, right? Because like you said, everyone wants instant gratification. And like the, the fantasy fairy tale is, yeah, you know, I applied for one job, got Kansas, and like, look, this is where I am right now. And it's just not the case. And when you see somebody like you right now in your position at Kansas, it's very easy from the outside to have no understanding of the struggles and the ups and downs that you went through in order to get here. Right, because in this reality right now, you're you're the coach there. So that's like, since I've known you, you've you've been the coach at Kansas. So to me, I'm like, I'm sure you went through some stuff, but like that's where he's <laughs> like that's where he is right now, you know. And really, to, to point out the, the the downfalls and the and the hardships and, and the tough times, that is what it's all about. Because those things are going, like you said, those things are going to come. They're just a part of life. And the fact that you're like you're going to receive more no's and you're going to receive yeses. Yes, that is true. But depending on, like you said, how you respond to those no's, that is all that matters. Because if you responded in not the Q way, in a negative way, and I'm sure you had some moments, I'm sure, but you know what I mean? If you responded in the opposite way of who you are, you would have accepted those no's and you would have never gotten to Kansas. But again, right, it's how you responded to them, which is everything. So, so true, Justin, so true. Uh, and dude, like what a commitment for you too to join the Navy, to do that in order so that you can coach. And I love your mindset with that too. It's not like, oh, I had to do this so I could coach. It's like, I got to serve my country and coach, right? It's like, there was actually, instead of it being like this terrible thing that you also had to do, you can see that as a gift and as an opportunity 
in order to serve and to become a better version of yourself, right? It's like life is just all about how we look at it. Are we going to look at it in a positive way and have gratitude towards it and make the best of the situation? Or are we going to bitch and moan and, and complain about it and just be stuck in the same situation that we're in right now? So, so true, Justin. I, I've learned so much uh, during my experience, you know, my, my four years. And as I mentioned, three years was three-year commitment. The fourth year is optional. I, I uh, invested so much and they invested so much in me that I took the four year, I took the fourth year. Yeah. And it was such an enjoyable uh, experience just to connect and to share and to mentor and guide, you know, some of our future best leaders, you know, of our country mm. at such a young age. And I, you know, with 9-11 obviously coming up uh, this coming Sunday, it really reflects back to these young men and these women who signed up to pay the ultimate sacrifice for us. Mm. You know, we, we, and I get a little emotional about that. You know, when you reflect back that, you know, they signed up to protect our freedoms. They signed up because it was bigger than themselves. They Mm. signed up because they wanted to, um, you know, to, to make sure that our, 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 our country and everything about our country, you know, uh, continues to be safe. You're talking about 18 year old, 19 year old young men and women, you know, so it was bigger than basketball. And that, that was such a, and it made such an impact and impression on me that when I work with our student athletes here, I revert back to those times because there were so many prerequisites to success. We think just putting a ball in a basket mm. is the success. No, it's about humility. It's about teamwork. You know, it's about setting good examples. It's, it's about being good role models because, you know, I always share this, that with our, our players, that the NBA, um, you know, it's maybe two to three years. That may be the average for the most part. It's not, it's not a, a 10 to 20 year career for majority of them. So you're going to be done probably playing somewhere in your mid to late twenties. Now these prerequisites of being a good person, good character, accountability, responsibility, those things truly really matter because now you're now going to be a husband. You're going to be a father. You're going to be working. All these things are going to go hand in hand. So it's our job as coaches to make sure that we're, we're empowering them to be great or the best version of athletes, but we're also empowering them to be the best person, the best version of themselves moving forward. Yes. You're teaching them. And that's why I say thank you, how lucky those kids are to have you because you're teaching them so much more than basketball. It goes so much further beyond that. Because like you said, the basketball thing may only last a couple more years, you know, maybe a little bit longer than that, but then you have the whole rest of your life. Correct. Right? So to me, that's so important for those kids to be able to learn how to better themselves and literally be their best version and be a good father um, and be a good husband uh, and just be a good, you know, um, person in society and grow. Like it's all about, life is all about growth. And and in my mind, becoming the best version of yourself that you can be. And then the fact that 
that is at the forefront and something that you are really teaching these kids is just, uh, it's huge. And um, something I just, I really want to really point out about Q's story is thank God you got fired twice. Thank God you got 300 no's. And at the time, that could have seemed like the worst. That could have been like, why is this happening to me? Why 300 no's? Like that is, that's, it's a lot. You know what I mean? And being fired once in your life is a, is a tough thing to deal with. But in the grand scheme of things, from a higher viewpoint, those are the things that actually needed to happen in order to get you where you are right now. So it's like everybody, and I. these stories help me too. And as I'm saying this right now, I'm like building myself up to be like, okay, next time I go through some hardship, understand that that's actually a part of the journey. And this will actually get me to a place where I couldn't have gotten to without these hardships. So anyone who's going through something tough right now, just focus on this story and let it resonate with you. And even though it may be tough right now, understand that it's okay. Whatever is happening right now, no matter how tough it may be, no matter how negative it might feel, there's a grander picture that we are not able to see from, from this viewpoint. And from that grander viewpoint, everything is working out. Everything is working out how, as it should. And that is just such a good example uh, of that. Because we all need to hear that. I mean, I needed to hear that. So thank you for sharing that too, man. Justin, I think my, you know, in, in, in just my, my personal life, I think my, my kids need to, my kids need to experience that. My kids yeah. need to, to see, you know, their dad go through some hardships and, and how you respond to those hardships. And I'm, I'm really blessed and grateful that they were able to, to see it because now as they're older and now they both play college basketball, you know, we can always share and talk about those moments that you're going to have them, that, you know, you're, you're not going to start or you're, you're going to have to, now you're a freshman that, you know, you're not going to, you're not the, you know, the big fish in the, you know, the, the, the big fish anymore. You're not, you're not that. So you got to start from the ground up, you know, and work your way and, and to see dad, you know, again, come home and share that, Hey, we we're, we're going to have to move, but you know, things didn't work out. They went in a different direction. Uh, dad was fired. And what I mean by that is, you know, how do I handle it? You know, how, how do I, I got a, we got family, we got mouths to feed, we got a place to live, we got all those things. So I think I'm so grateful and I think they appreciate it now to see dad, the way he handled adversity in his life. And he was just continue to move up and continue to stay positive, continue to stay humble and continue to be the best version mm-hmm. of himself, even during these uh, stormy times in our lives. Totally great. Cause it's like, we need those experiences to really show who we truly are and to show our loved ones, to show our kids who we actually are and how to show up in those moments. It's like, again, there's no better example than seeing somebody experience it. Of course, experiencing it ourselves is number one, but when we can be in a situation where we can see somebody else experience it and show up in that way. That can just be all the motivation uh, that somebody needs, especially as a father for your kids. It's like your kids do have to see you stumble and fall a little bit so that they know it is possible to rise up from there so that when it happens to them in life, they're like, oh yeah, dad, dad handled it you know, that way years ago. Cool, I can do that too, right? I can do the exact same thing. Like that example is just, it's, it's really important. 
Um, and Q, I, I want to ask you, man, what are some of the things that you are doing on like a daily basis or a weekly basis to keep yourself in such a, a positive mindset? I do have a ritual and I think it's been super uh, helpful for me um, because again, it starts with me. It starts with me internally for me to be the best version of myself. I need to have a few things that I do daily. Now I'm able to go out and impact our world, impact our students, impact, you know, our other coaches, impact everybody that I kind of connect with. So a few things that I do, you know, in the morning is, uh, I call it the, the gratitude pack. And we may have touched about it on our, our, uh, our call, Chris, Chris Worth actually shared it with us. And I won't go into too much detail, but I'll just read maybe a few, uh, few sentences here, but the gratitude pack starts with it's today is going to be a great day. Be thankful. You don't already have everything you desire, because if you did, what would there be to look forward to be thankful when you don't know something for it gives you an opportunity to learn, be thankful for the difficult times because during those times you grow, be thankful for your limitations because they give you opportunities for improvement. Be thankful for each new challenge because it will build your strength and character. Be thankful for your mistakes. They will teach you valuable lessons. That's just a little, uh, a little point of some of the things that I do. I read what we have, what you call the, the, uh, this positivity tribe seven point creed, which states be kind, be positive, be generous, be humble, be grateful, be forgiving and be encouraging. So I start my day off every single day with that. I'm intentional about it. I, I get to a space where it's just me and I'm able to just grab onto these words. So that's what I do every single morning. And then I go work out just to kind of, again, just to stay healthy and stay fit and just be able to, you know, grateful that I'm able to do things that I truly love. Absolutely. Q, can you read off the rest of the grateful card? I sure will. I would uh, love that because you guys sent me one of those and I had it up, Q, on my mirror, like in the corner, right? So I could see it all the time. And that gives such a great perspective because it allows you to find gratitude in, in all situations. Be thankful when you're tired and weary because it means you made an effort. It's easy to be thankful for the good things. A life of rich fulfillment comes to those who are also thankful for the setbacks. Gratitude can turn a negative into a positive. Find a way to be thankful for your troubles and they become your blessings. So now what I do, I pause for a moment and I ask myself, what am I grateful for right now? So that's my time to... Share with the universe, share with God, share with myself. What am I grateful for right now? It could be 10 things. It could be one thing. It can be a variety of things. But one thing I do not, do not emphasize anything materialistic. Mm. Amazing. Q, what are some things that you're grateful for right now? Well, first of all, I'm grateful that I'm able to be here. I'm grateful for the blessing of life. I'm grateful that I have an opportunity to share with you, Justin, on the Spread Love Movement, some of the trials, some of the enjoyment. I'm grateful that my mom, who had this mastectomy um, back in 79, that she's still with us today with the same type of enthusiasm, the same type of energy. I'm thankful that my dad is still around, uh, living gracefully down in Arizona. I'm thankful that I'm been married for 24 years, going on 25. I'm thankful so much that I have 
two beautiful children that not only excel in athletics, but they're also excelling in the classroom and they want to be great contributors to the society. So I'm thankful for that, Lord. Thankful every single day that I get a chance to wake up. Yes. Uh, gratitude is the best. Gratitude, like you mentioned before, can completely change a situation. It can turn something negative into a blessing, into something super positive. And while we're in the mode right now, I am grateful literally to have woken up this morning. I am grateful to have this conversation with you. Anytime I can connect with you, Q, I'm just, I'm literally super grateful. I am grateful for my incredible wife. She's opened my heart so much. She's taught me a whole other love that I didn't even know existed. I am grateful that I am able and I am pursuing my passion in life and that is spreading love. Uh, I'm grateful that this podcast even exists where I'm able to have these sorts of conversations with people multiple times a week and lift my, my, lift my vibration and, and just create such joy and happiness and good feelings within me and, and who I am. I'm grateful that I have the ability to show love and give that love to people. And I'm so grateful too that in giving love, I receive so much of it back. Love it, brother. Love it, man. I can't, thank you, buddy. I cannot push out the idea of a daily gratitude practice more. <laughs> it's like something that has totally changed my life. You look at someone like you with your attitude, how positive you are. Like, no wonder you have a gratitude practice. Like, of course you do. You know what I mean? So everyone listening, I'm not going to say try, don't try. Work this into your daily routine. Whether it be in the morning, you want to set an alarm midday, whether it be at night, right before you go to sleep. I'm a huge advocate of doing it in the morning because you're starting your day off on like a really, really good foot. So everyone, if when you wake up in the morning, maybe when you're brushing your teeth, when you're in the shower, whatever it might be, whatever works for you, please, for your own benefit and the benefit of this world, focus on the things that you are grateful for. Because even when you don't think that they're there, I promise you they're there. Because cool, I'll have my gratitude practice um, in the morning uh, when I put my gratitude bracelet on and then I do it um, while I'm meditating. And then I do another one at night when I take my bracelet off. And the gratitude bracelet is simply there just to remind me when I put it on to think about what I'm grateful for and when I take it off to do the same thing. And I'll have these moments at the end of the day and I'm like, there was nothing to be grateful for today. I'm like, I guess I'll do it anyway though. And then I sit there and I just kind of calm myself and I take maybe five or 10 seconds and it's never longer than 10 seconds, they'll start coming to me. And I'm like, oh yeah, oh, this happened today. Oh, and that happened today too. And there was this other thing. And literally just the fact that I woke up today, the fact that I even have a bed to sleep in right now. And it's like the list just continues to go. And it's like, that's why focusing on it is so important because when we're not bringing our awareness to it, they're almost like they don't exist. Like they're kind of there, but unless we're like actually really focusing on it and bringing our awareness to it more and more and more, they're just these fleeting moments that just go away. And I can't tell you how many times at night I would sit there and be like, wow, I can't believe I forgot about those things today. And if I didn't focus on it right now, I would have totally forgotten about them and they almost like wouldn't have existed. So the gratitude practice is just, if you want to change your life for the better, and start to bring more things in your life that you can be grateful for, please, everybody, start doing a gratitude practice. I promise you it will be life-changing for sure. And uh, Q, in, uh, I love that, man, and, and how, you know, the things that you do in order to stay positive. What about 
when the negative thoughts start to creep in. You know what I mean? Because, uh, I mean, like you, I am a very positive person, but those thoughts, they creep in. Of course they do. So just what are some of the things that you're doing in those moments in order to, you know, catch yourself and then change your thoughts so that they will be more positive and, and more filled with gratitude? Justin, that, that's a great question. I think the, and you mentioned something that was so important that just like negativity or anything else, you have to practice. You have to practice, you know, positivity. I don't think you just wake up positive or you're just overly positive all the time. It's not the case. I mean, you're not human. You know, we're, we're human. And I think I had a challenge this year where actually my positivity was, was, was really on the brink of, of, of depression. <laughs> I can share with it now, but, you know, during the, uh, prior to the NCAA tournament, I tested positive for COVID and well, excitement, looking forward to being with our guys. I mean, for us as a college basketball coach, getting to the NCAA tournament is, 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 is something exciting because there's a prize at the end. It's called the national championship. And, so we get to we get to Indianapolis where everyone has to be tested and and I've been negative the whole year. Get to Indianapolis and get tested and I get a knock on my door at one forty five a.m. in the morning. And I, first of all, I wake up and there's our our medical doctor at my door. I'm looking like what happened? Like what's going on? Somehow with our guys, you know, I'm totally thinking about our guys. Yeah. He looks at me strange. He goes, so I look at him. I'm going like. A great doc. I'm positive. Yeah, Q. I'm sorry you came back positive. I, I said it's got to be a false positive. It's got to be. So I'm still staying positive. It's got to be a false positive, right? I mean, I, I feel great. They come back an hour later with a nurse who tested me again that morning, probably about eight o'clock that morning. I get the results back, Justin, and it did come back. I had two positives. So I was not allowed number one to leave my my, my hotel room. And it's gloomy, it's rainy, uh, you name it, in Indianapolis, you know, during that late March. So I had to stay in my, my room for eight straight days. No ventilation, nothing like that. The only communication I got with, with folks were on the other side of the door. Coach, breakfast. Coach, lunch. Coach, dinner. And I stick my hand out and, and so again, grateful that I was able to get meals because I couldn't leave. So I thank our managers and those that provided that, that service to me, you know, during that time of COVID. And, but after a certain amount of days, you started to, okay, I can't leave here. I can't, I can't leave. I can't leave the, the hotel room. Everything's going on. The excitement's going outside my door. There's the NCAA tournament. We're, we're playing and those things. So being by yourself, Justin, for that many days, which I can't remember the last time it happened, you know, I started to get a little probably more fatigued mentally. And I started to kind of sense some type of depression coming, coming into, you know, my, my being. And, you know, I wasn't uh, – looking forward to like working out, whether it be a hundred pushups or anything like that. I was just became depressed. And I went back to uh, seven point Creed, 
I went back to the gratitude pact. I went back to things that made me feel good, that at least allowed me to be the person that I am. So I'm thankful for the gratitude pact. I'm thankful for the seven point creed. Without that, I don't know. I mean, I would have made it, but it would have been even more of a of a, a downward spiral. So yes, positivity guy, Coach Q has had those moments of of sadness, those moments of uh, woe is me, those woes of depression, so to speak. But uh, just to have some type of positivity around you, you know, Justin, you reached out to me, reaching out to your closest friends to get those text messages to kind of hang in there. You're going to be fine. Just keep, you know, keep fighting every day. Those, those words of encouragement from folks like you, Justin, C-Dub, and the other guys, my family, really, really helped me get through, you know, a dark time in my life because I wasn't expecting to have COVID, especially during that moment of time where we have a chance to do something special. Definitely. And I think, um, you know, as I'm writing this stuff down, too, like, and it's, it's something that I've, I've really noticed too, right? Because like you mentioned before, positivity is something that we're working at. It's not something that we just wake up every day and it's like, yeah, I'm positive. Nothing's going wrong. It's cool. That's it. It's like, it's literally those sorts of practices that create you to have that state of mind of positivity more often and allow you when the negativity to that, when it comes into you and it seeps in to recognize it, be aware of it and change your thoughts, right? Deal with it and sit in it. And that's fine. Of course we, we should do that, but then change your thoughts so that it can be more positive. So really those daily practices, and that's exactly what I do too, right? They're daily practices that help me every single day stay in a more positive mindset so that I can be my best and give my best to the world. And that's so when those not so great thoughts sneak in, I can, I resort a lot back to gratitude because in a crappy moment, we tend to only focus on the bad in that moment. It's just, it's just like easy. It's way easier to focus on, all the negativity because things aren't going well than to search for the positive. But it's like that practice that is, that's what does it. It's doing it every single time, you know, when it starts to seep in and when the negativity almost starts, starts to be overwhelming, it's little by little bit focusing on what I can be positive about and what I can find gratitude in. And it's not always easy. Right. And sometimes there might, (laughs) there might only be like a thing maybe, and we're like reaching for it. But in that practice is just how we get better and how we literally turn our brain into a muscle. And when we work that muscle more and more and more, we just become better at it, right? Like one of the things that I'm literally so grateful for is that because I practice gratitude every single day, gratitude just appears in my awareness and reality. It's like a lot of the times I don't even have to search for it. Some of those times at night, right, I do have to really, really look deep for it. But most times during the day, it's like, Without me even consciously thinking, it's happening to me now subconsciously. Like literally gratitude is seeped into my subconscious where something will happen and I'm just like, oh, wow, that's amazing. I feel great about that. I'm super grateful. And I'm like, whoa. I'm like, I didn't even like purposely mean to think about that. It just kind of happened on its own. And uh, like you said to having just good people around you. Makes, make, makes such, such a huge difference. You touched on something that just kind of hit, you know, human nature is so powerful it's, it's uh, so it's so powerful in so many different dynamics and you mentioned earlier you're like 
all right, when things don't go your way or, or things aren't in your favor, human nature says what? To be negative, mm -hmm. to point fingers, to point blame. It's somebody else's fault, you know? Uh, that's human nature. It's just human nature, you know? Do I take the water that has plain water or would I have that nice, you know, Coke or Pepsi or something more refreshing and it's, it, it goes down nicely. But you look at the nutritional facts of that. You look at the sugars, you look at the carbohydrates, you look at all the blah, 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 blah. But the human nature says, I want that Coca-Cola. Mm. But what's best for you is the water, right? It's just human nature. The great ones fight human nature to become the best version of themselves. So sometimes, most of the times, majority of times, during those moments, you have to fight human nature. Mm. And honestly, the reason why I, I just even said that right now is because it's been happening in my life over the past like week to two weeks where the negative things are coming in and I'm realizing it's like I'm almost being overwhelmed by them. And in that reality, it's like the only thing that exists. I feel like I'm literally being smothered by them and nothing else exists at all. And then I'm sitting with them and it hurts. It hurts like deep. And then it's like, okay, just breathe and be calm for a moment. First understanding that this isn't going to last forever. The only constant in life is change. So this will not be with me forever. Having a little bit of clarity on that. And then being like, all right, how can I find good in this situation? Like, where's the good? It's somewhere. You know, I don't, and the thing is too, maybe I can't even see it right now, but I still know the good is there. Just like when you got out of those no's uh, when you applied for coaching, just like when you got fired twice, there was good there. It may have been really hard to see it at the time, but it was there. So just even knowing for me, I'm like, when I can, when, if I can find the good, then that's even that much better. But when I can, just being like, okay, it is there. I'm going to find it one day and maybe years from now, it's okay. This is going to teach me in some way. This is a learning experience for me. This gives me the opportunity to show up and be my best. This gives me the opportunity to look back on this experience and be like, you made it through that. Right? So, you were so true, Justin. I, lo I love it. Again, this conversation, just I'm starting to reflect back on, you know, other things. You know this, but last year, it'll be a year this month, September 22nd. You know, here I am, a 50, 53 at the time. I'm on the basketball floor for the first time in X amount of years because due to COVID, the NCAA allow uh, staff members in my role to be on the court as coaches. So here I am, have an opportunity to be out on the court and demonstrate and I can actually uh, discuss basketball conversation with our players. And I'm out there, coach self says, hey Q, hey, come on, what you mean this drill, et cetera. Well, doing that drill, Justin, when about, I don't know, maybe 20 minutes, maybe 19 minutes in the drill, I tear, I tear my Achilles. I tear my, I ruptured it to the point where I was out the whole year, I'm still recovering. What an unbelievable challenge that I had in front of me because I still had to perform my, my responsibilities here and my position here. And because of that experience, 
I'm an author. I have a book coming out along with Chris Worth called The Positivity Tribe in the Locker Room. Uh, I've been able to uh, share so many different initiatives, you know, with our team during these adverse times that I had. But what I realized that my injury or my my uh, my Achilles was hurt. It never affected my heart. It never affected my mind. And those two things kept me moving forward to be able to accomplish some things that I probably would not have done, maybe, if I didn't get hurt. So there was a lot of good and a lot of positivity that came through that injury last year. I'm so happy to hear you say that because I can't believe it's been a year, Q. That like... That blows my mind that it's been that long since that happened. And uh, one of my buddies who was a guest on the podcast, I've mentioned him now a couple times on the podcast. He's like a soul brother of mine. His name is Tim Cozine. Uh, he has the he goes by um, just the idea of a CEO challenge equals opportunity, right? And if we can see the challenges as opportunities and actually. These moments can actually create space for us to allow us to do something that we wouldn't have time for before or we wouldn't have space for before. And uh, it's just so cool because without these certain things and, and really it's like the quote unquote negative things that happen because in reality, it's our choice to perceive it as we want to perceive it. Yes. And sometimes it's really difficult to not perceive it as negative, but it's always up to us uh, to do that. And when we can change our minds, perceive something as, again, even if it's really hard in the moment, just to be like, okay, this is going to help me in some way. This is going to teach me. This will create space. Like it created space for you to write a book. Like what? And if like that didn't happen to you, maybe you wouldn't have done that. Or maybe that would have happened a year or five years from now. So it's like, anytime we go through anything like that, it is shifting our reality totally and putting us on a new trajectory. Uh, trajectory. It's putting us on a brand new path that we just wouldn't have been on without that thing happening. So even in that, you can find gratitude. Like, yeah. Just think of, we're, we're on this call together in the brotherhood that we share, you know, uh, every week. You know, I, I think one of our tribe members mentioned this past week, Tuesday, this was this, would have been this, is a 70, 77 straight call that we've had since the pandemic, 77 straight. Uh, I started the positivity poll, which this past Monday, I believe was a 76 straight Monday that we've had the positivity poll, consistency. Even during COVID, when we were in Indianapolis, I had our managers find a poll on the streets of Indy so we can keep the momentum and keep the positivity flowing, you know, throughout Jayhawk Nation and throughout our, our country to get a little dose of positivity. Mm -hmm. And so through the pandemic, we're connected. That's so dope, man. I mean, you know, and the thing that I love about what we challenged ourselves were that during these challenging, difficult times and the things that we shared that we're gonna continue to do, that we're gonna to continue to be grateful for, the things that we're gonna to continue to value, we've owned it. Things are starting to get back to normalcy to some extent, but we kept our, we kept our commitment. We kept our, our word that we will continue 
to value the things that we kind of took for granted during the pandemic and said, you know what, we're going to cement these things. Even when things are going to be back to normal, we're going to make sure that gratitude is at the forefront. Being accountability is going to be at the forefront. Going out and serving, you know, those that are less fortunate are going to be at the forefront. We've committed to that. And I love it. That, uh, starting on that call right after, it was like right after COVID like really blew up and everything shut down and having you guys there and having that call helped me tremendously because in the beginning of it, I was feeling like super anxious about what was going on. My parents had just come to visit me in San Diego and they, everything got shut down on a Monday and they flew out that Tuesday. And it, I remember just freaking out and, and just really being so stressed out about it. And the whole thing, it was just so much uncertainty at the time. And that group helped pull me out of going down into a depression, helped me, helped pull me out of my anxiety. And there were moments where it's like, I felt so like low. I didn't want to jump on the calls. I was like, I just, I, I'm literally not in the right mental state to even jump on these right now. I just, I, I, I can't. And I'm so happy and grateful that I pushed through those and I jumped on those calls. Because literally when I look back in the time, I'm like, those are like, that's like the one thing that I, there's definitely other things I'm sure, but that's like the one thing that always comes up in my mind that I'm like really helped me and saved me so much during that time. And it goes back to what we were saying earlier in terms of like keeping a positive mindset. When the negative things uh, sneak in, it's surrounding yourself with a group of good people and people that you know are going to help you in those sorts of moments. And it's really so true. It's like who you surround yourself with, that's who you become. So initially even starting off with you guys and being in that group of just such positive people and people who stay so committed to the things that you that you just mentioned was really, really powerful. And that example just shows me how much something like that can really make an impact and really change your life and change your perspective and bring more happiness to you and release you of anxiety, like all the things that we want. So it is just like surrounding ourselves with good people that we know are gonna bring out the best in ourselves is crucial in our development and I think just our happiness overall. Could not agree more. And really it's so, and you said this before too, it's like, like we're having this conversation right now. We got to meet because of COVID, like really like that group started because of COVID. And I think like Chris, uh, who's our buddy, who you've known for so many years, it was him who started it. And I think he was really like, we got to get something together. We have to bring more positivity into our lives. We have to put ourselves like on a good course. And I mean, thank, really, thank God for that and, uh, and him and, and getting all of these beautiful, beautiful people together so that we could share and just help each other keep our spirits up. Yeah. For, for, our, listeners, for our listeners out there, uh, we started out with probably roughly one of our calls. We may have had 50, maybe 50 on the call. We're down to, I believe, eight. And I mentioned we have 77 straight calls. And what's pretty unique about the, the, the eight, the elite eight, I'm calling us the elite eight basketball terms, is that we've never, outside of my relationship with Chris Worth, who Justin discussed, we've never met each other. 
like we we don't we've never physically i believe that we've all kind of met each other as as a whole so i think that's the uniqueness about this group that we were able to share our authentic selves and be able to uh you know be humble and open up to a bunch of men that live all over throughout the course of the country but really physically have never met one another like i've never met justin i've never physically gave him a bro hug gave him a high five gave him a pound or anything like that so i think that's what makes it even more authentic that uh this is about a human connection that we both um you know are intentional about gratitude and about spreading love you know not only through this our group but throughout our world Absolutely. And man, thank you for bringing that up too, because that is a really important part of it that none of us ever met. And we all just met through this group call and we were all just super vulnerable and open with each other. And it really was an incredibly beautiful space that was created there. And uh, Q, one day we're going to meet, man, we're going to be able to hug it out, be in each other's presence. It's going to feel, it's going to feel so good. And um, it's amazing. Since we started doing the call, I did meet Chris in person. Oh, great. Uh, Yes, yeah. And I met being down in Florida, I met Jeff. Really, I met him oh, out one night too. I can't wait to meet. I'm actually going to go. We're actually playing in Orlando uh during the Thanksgiving break. So I'm hopefully that that Jeff's in town. I would love to meet his family. I don't know if I can go watch Deuce play football at that time, but I'm looking forward to that connection. Dude, keep me posted on that because I'm gonna be Right now, I'm like right outside of Orlando, but at the time, I'm going to be like an hour and a half outside of Orlando. You bet. We'll have to set something up for sure. Absolutely. And it's, uh, it's really wild meeting them in person because when you meet them in person, you're like, I already know you. It's, it's like a, it's a, wild, <laughs> it's a wild experience because you feel like, and we do, I, I mean, we've known each other now for over a year, you know, like a year and a half. And uh, it, is, it is a really almost like an out-of-body experience when you're able to meet these guys in real life who you've just shared so much with. And in that sharing, you didn't meet them before that. Yes. Yeah, it was, it's, it's pretty wild. It's something, uh, yeah, something I didn't think I would really ever experience in life. And, and to be able to have that now a couple of times and to know that I'm sure it's going to happen more with the guys in the group is, is really exciting. Well, I'm looking forward to sharing. I'm looking forward to, uh, hopefully feeling it out of body excitement because really who who do you talk to for over a year that you never met <laughs> really who do you talk to that you really never met for over a year so yeah it's special it'll man it'll be yeah. fun we got a good thing and uh q i want to ask you so the question i ask every single guest on the podcast like the most important question uh in my mind and just to preface it so you know the whole mission and goal of my life and my purpose, my soul, is to help shift the collective consciousness of the planet. Uh, and I always say help because it's nothing that ever I can do alone. That's like not even at all possible. It's nothing that anyone could ever do alone. It literally takes all of us. But in shifting the collective consciousness of the planet to be in a place that's more loving and kind and one, one that is more together and vulnerable and just loving you know, one where we're not judging each other ever. We understand that we're the same. We understand that we all come from the same and that who we truly are in our essence and in our simplest, truest form is just pure love. So Q, what do you feel like uh, you are doing uh, every day? 
uh, maybe plans for the future uh, that is helping in this shift of consciousness? That's a great, that's a great question. And I, I love the question because I believe, you know, Justin, you know, we got a long way to go to get where we want to go. However, if you can touch a life that touches a life that touches another life that touches a life that touches life touches life that touches life over time over time you're going to see a better world you know it goes back to we talked about before instant gratification you know it's not going to happen overnight it's not going to happen tomorrow it's not going to happen five years from now but just think of all the daily deposits of spreading love to one person at a time and they pay it forward patience because our role here at least my role here as a man i i i I, i'm a mental leader i want to be a mental leader and in order to be one of the primary uh prerequisites of being a mental leader is to put others first to put others first and a spreading love is, is our mission, our goal, our focus to really have an impact on our world, then we have to take action. And every day, one person at a time, one person at a time. Right. It's like showing up in our, in our best self and being kind um, to everybody especially the people who aren't kind to us and showing love to the people, especially the people who aren't showing love to us. It is. And I feel like that, that really is the way to do it. And you're so right in how it just spreads from one to the next, to the next, to the next. It's like the act of kindness you do for that random person that you may think meant nothing to them. It could have meant the whole world. And they could have carried that energy forward with them uh, throughout the day. And then, you know, when they saw somebody, they created an act of kindness solely for the purpose because of what you did for them. And you helped put them in that vibration. And, you know, because they're feeling so up and good, it's like, hey, this just happened to me. Now let me do, do that for somebody else. Right? Absolutely. Right? And that's how that stuff just continues to spread. And there's so much beauty in that too. Because in that idea of getting it done that way, there's just so much more connection with each other, right? And it all comes through kindness and love and it allows us to become more one and literally to have these little special moments with one another, not anything that's happening like separately or alone. We're doing these things together and then just passing it on more and more to the next person. So, so true, Justin. Like you said, you mentioned a few things that I, that I do every day is that the seven point creed and you mentioned it, be kind, be be positive, be generous, you know, be grateful, be forgiving, be encouraging all those that that's the impact. And if you can not only do it yourself, but you're also able to share with others, that's how you spread it. Yes. And, and Q, I got to thank you, man. Uh, when you were just answering that question, you mentioned again, the instant gratification and, and patience, and thank you for that because I catch myself sometimes not having patience with this because <laughs> I want this, you know, this reality and this consciousness, I want it right now. And 
in the moments of it not being right now, I get frustrated or I get down about it or I have brief moments of what's the point? Like, what am I doing this for? Very brief moments. I come right back after those, but I do have those moments of just like, like what, like, is this going to even happen in my lifetime? Maybe, maybe not. But it's like, and then I realize it's not even about that. It's not about if it happens in my lifetime at all. It's all I can do is be the best, best version of myself right now and be the light and just help put us on this path and course so that we can eventually at some, at some point get to that beautiful place of consciousness. And patience, man. Thank you. It's patience in those moments. And not, you know, only wanting the instant gratification. And when it doesn't come, being mad about it or even being upset about it. Just understanding that it's okay. This is a part of it. And really the best thing that I can do is just put my best foot forward, be as kind as humanly possible, you know, literally show gratitude, show love to people, show forgiveness and empathy and and understanding of other people and be accepting of people. It's like, those are the steps and the things that we need to do in order to get us to where we both want this world to go. And just because it isn't right now, that is okay. That is no reason for me to feel frustrated or to lose my patience or to even consider giving up on this. Justin, it starts back with your, your question about, hey, how's a team? And I mentioned to you, we're, we're not a team right now, you know? Now, would I want us to be a team right now and everything's clicking and no, we're turning the ball over. We're not rotating on defense right now. Our coverage is not really good. Our transition defense is probably a D plus right now. But over time, we just get better and better and better and better. Each day you're improving. You work on the areas where you need, you're deficient at pay more attention to detail in this area. And all of a sudden, over time, now you have an opportunity to play for big stakes because you took care of all the little details back in October, back in early, late September. You weren't a team right now, but you're working towards it. And that's the beauty, that's the beauty of, of being the best version of yourself because it takes time, it takes work, it takes patience. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if it didn't take time and work and patience, then like, what are we working for? Like, like what, what's the purpose? Because it would just be here right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. there'd, be, there'd be no struggle. There'd be no, you know, ups with it either. It would just be like, okay, this is just reality. This is what it is. All right, that, that was, you know, didn't take any effort. That was simple. But it's like the things that we actually have to work for and put the effort in, that is the most rewarding. And that's when it really feels as good as it can feel when we get there and we accomplish those things. And it goes back to the gratitude pack, right? Be thankful you don't, you don't already have everything you desire. Because if you did, what would there be to look forward to? Yes. Q, that was like, that's one of my favorite parts on there. And that's one of the things I read over and over and over again. Right. And I think about that. I'm like, okay, cool. Then that helped, that helped me so many times. Like, all right, it's okay with what's going on right now. It's totally fine. It's a part of it. And it's so true. If I had everything figured out right now, then what is there to look forward for tomorrow? Right. It's like, then what do we do? Uh, Q, my man, I always appreciate you, man. And, and oh, whenever man. we get to chat. Thanks for having me, man. I've enjoyed it tremendously. Learned a lot. Like I said, I'm excited to share my experiences and my passion, but also grateful that you can also pass some of your experiences and things that are 
that are important to you and how we both can improve and how we both can get better. Yes, buddy. And I, I, it really is like having literally, I'm like everybody having Q in my life has been amazing for me. Like being able to have this conversation with somebody like you is awesome. It makes me feel incredible. It makes makes me feel even that much more incredible that I get to share this with other people. So it really is so important the people you keep in your life and the people who are around you because they help shape you. It's that gratitude card. It is other conversations with Q that like have shifted my perspective and literally made me a better person. Right. And I think we all want that. We all want to feel as much joy as possible. We all want to feel good and, and be the best version of ourselves. So by putting good people around you that are going to push you and help you in those moments of growth, that is everything. Um, and Q, before we cut out, buddy, uh, if you could just let people know where they can just even find you on like social media or Instagram so that people want to reach out to you uh, and just be able to touch base more with your positivity, that would be awesome. And then if you can just, again, just name uh, the title of the book and if you guys know when that's going to come out yet. Sure. Uh, first question, I can be reached on uh, Instagram at QFit50, at QFit50. Twitter is CoachQ212. So we'd love to hear your feedback. Love to hear some of the things that you all are doing, you know, throughout our, our community, throughout our country to spread love, to add more positivity and how that can also impact me as well. So love to hear from you all. Um, the book should be coming out hopefully within the next, I would say probably in the next month. It's still going through some publishing, editing uh, portions right now, but we're excited. It's called The Positivity Tribe in the Locker Room. You're definitely going to want to get a copy because it really shares a lot of things we talked about today and how you overcome adversity and how you become a better team. You can become a better, you know, uh, business organization. All these different dynamics go into our book. It's a fun read and hopefully you'll get some positive energy throughout the book. Yes. And right. It's Q. And then the other, the co-author is our buddy Chris that we've been talking about throughout this episode, who started the uh, you know the positivity call, the mastermind call a year and a half ago. He, him too. He's someone I am so grateful for uh, to know him and to have him in my life as well. He's the best. He is such a good guy, man. All right, Q, my dude. I have so oh, much. <laughs> I have so much love for you, buddy. Thank you so much for being here and just sharing who you are uh, with so many people. And um, everybody, thank you for hanging out with me and Q for a little while. Uh, I hope this helped. I hope this just uh, can help shift some perspectives, um, give you some tools and practices that you can use uh, in order to just create more positivity and gratitude in your life because who doesn't want more of that stuff? Uh, so thank you everybody for being here. We have so much love for you. I uh, can't wait to see you next time. Uh, and Q again, thank you, buddy. Thank you so much. See you, everyone.